the intro that leads into I don't remember if I updated this night is this episode 21 or 22 I don't I don't remember I don't remember if I updated that or not it's it's another episode we can double check (laughs) yeah we can figure that out eventually well you Uh, keep talking I'm gonna figure that out right now please do because that's gonna bother me now but this is in fact another episode the next one uh the the one episode 21 Okay, sweet. So we nailed it. We did good. We did good. Um, so it's 21, which comes after 20, which that comes after 19. This is 21 of Fans of the Weast with your hosts. Durf. And Dylan. Uh, for just to catch everybody up here, the Seahawks and Bills are obviously no longer participating in the NFL this season. So uh, we had four teams, which were the Bengals, Against the Chiefs and the Niners against the Eagles last 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 weekend in the championship games, and it was quite interesting to say the least. Um, I, I I walked away from watching the championship games like not feeling good, you know. Right. Like I didn't I didn't feel like I sat there and like watched any good football. Like at any point that I was just like, wow, that was like. Mm-hmm. Because in the Eagles game, it felt like I'm not going to, I don't want to get like conspiracy theory. That's not what I'm saying. But like every call was going against the 49ers. Like the 49ers defense was holding the Eagles offense for a lot of the time. But then like on their, on their second touchdown drive where they went up 14 nothing, it was like, or maybe it was 14 7 at that point. There were what, three defensive holding penalties on third down? Like, it just seems like every single time they got a penalty that went their way. I'm not saying, like, I'm not going, I'm just saying, like, that they were good calls, too. Like, they would replay it. It's a good call. It's just how it was. So, like, I didn't feel good about that. And it ended up being a blowout anyways because, you know, Brock Purdy gets hurt. Freaking Josh Johnson's in an NFC championship game. He gets hurt. Purdy comes back in who apparently tore his UPL. Uh or not UPL, UCL? UCL, yeah. Yeah, UPL's the goalie. <laughs> UPL's the Sabres goalie <laughs> who was getting torched tonight. Um, it, yeah, so he tore his UCL, so he's out for like at least six months. Um, it was just a disastrous football game. Like the, By the time the game ended, I was just like, I even put it on Twitter. I was like, wow, that was like a really fun week four game. Oh, wait, nope, that was the championship game. Wow, that's fun. <laughs> And then we get to the Chiefs and Bengals, and obviously we had some good football in that one. But overall, again, all you feel like walking away is just like the refs got too involved sometimes. Right. There's a little little bit of that, yeah. Like the very weird scenario where they tried the blow the the play dead on third down, and the Chiefs don't convert, (laughs) and then like, oh, we got to replay the down because it was technically blown dead, which I'm fine with. I'm not sitting here saying that's the wrong call. It's just a weird circumstance. Like, 
whenever people see weird things, mm-hmm. they assume it's like a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. It's just weird. It doesn't happen very often. Right. You know, um, and then people are obviously taking like slow motion stills of everything for the next week on social media. Like, oh, there was a hold. <laughs> if you didn't see it live during the game, you can't just come back yep. like six days later and be like, oh, look, this was a hold. <laughs> cool beans, dude. Like it's five days later and you've been watching uh you've been watching the game film for five days and like you're now you're picking apart holds. That's not really you know, that's that's it's a stupid right stupid argument. And then uh obviously like apparently Lane Johnson was jumping off sides for the Eagles like the entire day. <laughs> like, which I saw I made note of that during a game. It was funny after uh-huh. I went on Twitter. I saw other people agreeing with that. I didn't post it or anything. I just saw other people saying, like, is Lane Johnson jumping off, like, jumping at false starts, like, every single snap? It's like, oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one because I saw that, too. It was very weird. Right. I think I audibly said one time, like, oh, there's a false start. And the play just kept going. I was like, oh, okay. Well, (laughs) interesting. (laughs) Uh, What what were your feelings on the game? On the games? uh... Uh, Bengals 49ers was a disappointment. Um, I thought... I was very surprised that the refs did not stop the play after the huge Devonta Smith catch. Oh, yeah. Like, that was early game changing the outcome kind of play. It's fourth down. It leads to a touchdown later. That's a, that right, was a like, very big, big pickup. Yeah, and like we don't, we, then we see a replay like a minute later after the touchdown. Oh, it actually wasn't a catch. Like, why did we not just stop the game then? Yeah. Like, who do you blame like, more? Like, I, I feel like I can't blame Shanahan because, like, uh-huh. his staff can only move so fast to try and get different angles. But then, like, but the right. NFL well, should have been able to stop it. Yeah, NFL officiating, like the head court, like the. The higher up officiating, like they have those angle feeds fed to them, like immediately, like yeah. they had the ability to stop that game. Um, then, like Mike Prayer, was it Gene Sterator said, like, oh, well, they didn't get that angle right away. Bullshit. Right. Like, you're in central yeah. NFL central command. You right. have every angle immediately. Don't tell me you didn't have that angle right away. That's right. a bold-faced lie, and you know it. Uh-huh. That's, like, the one thing where I'm like, wow, that's weird. I, I will agree with that. Like, it just seemed interesting, like, that they didn't stop it that game when, like, in the wild card round, the Bills were getting, like, every big catch, like, the game was stopping. Hence why we had a four-hour game. Right, yep. Like... Uh, something's a little up there. And then there was a similar catch in the Chiefs-Bengals game. Uh, was it May, Was it a Tony? Darius Tony, oh, I think. Yeah. Big touchdown yep. catch downfield, big pass. Yep. And they, they stopped, stopped and the reviewed game. that one. Yep. So, like, what made this one different? Like, yeah. I know the Eagles hurried to the line, but I'm surprised just, like, Devonta Smith getting up and, like, trying to tell everyone to hurry up, like, didn't raise some red flags right. to literally yeah. anybody. Like, not the NFL, like, just blow a whistle real quick. Let's get this figured out. This seems a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, again, I just reiterate again, like, it just felt like I walked away from the championship weekend. Like, no one's talking about the football. 
No one's talking mm-hmm. about football, like how they played. What did Jalen do? What did, how did the offenses perform? Did the defenses step up? No one's talking about that. Everyone's just like, wow, look at this missed call. Look at this. Oh, they should have done that. Oh, refs did this. Like, right. It doesn't feel good. It sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, Eagles, 49ers. It's very, I think it's really unfortunate for Brock Purdy to, uh, basically snap his UCL. Um, I haven't heard any more on that. What they found out to, uh, what the damage was and how much it's going to affect the 49ers. But it's, uh, you know, for one of our number one fans, Danny boy there, I think it's, uh, it's got, as long as he can heal, right. I think he's got a bright future there behind Trey Lance. It's, it's weird though, isn't it? Yeah. It was like, they, they did say like here, I, for some reason I got the entire 49ers breakdown for you for quarterbacks, at least (laughs) I just been seeing a lot of 49ers stuff for some reason. (laughs) Like Trey Lance should be ready to go for like training camp. Uh-huh. So he's like he'll be the the guy starting because he'll be mm-hmm. basically be the only one healthy, um, and then Brock Purdy they said about six months for his recovery, so that yep. puts us like after training camps like he might be able to take like preseason it, snaps right. So it'll he won't get as much time with the teams and that Trey Lance they're all going to be Trey Lance snaps, and then uh, they also said that Jimmy G is, is gone, like. He's a free yeah. agent. He's, I, th- I think it was uh, John Lynch, who came during his press conference today said they are going to be they are bringing in a third quarterback. They will mm-hmm. do that. They didn't say how, like if it was going to be a veteran or a draft pick or something like that. But Jimmy right. G is not it. He's he's gone. I don't know if he pissed Twice. someone off or this is just like their plan all <laughs> along. But he is gone. He is gone. And they were very uh, clear about that. He's probably going to the Raiders. They're they're probably pissed that Tom retired. We didn't even talk about that. They're probably pissed Tom retired. They're like, yeah, we're gonna get right. rid of Jimmy G and bring Tom in, and he's retired. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Happy retirement, Tom. By the way, uh, we'll see you uh, this season when you unretire and play for Miami. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know if this is gonna. This one's gonna stick or not. We'll see what happens. I liked his video though. Like he was just like, like you got the long speech right. thing last season. Uh, I can only do that once. It was kind of funny. Like I'm not, I can't mm-hmm. do like the long, written up retirement speech anymore. So instead, here's a video. I'm retiring. Um, okay, bye. <laughs> like, I like that because I hate those long retirement things too. Like I don't read that shit. No right. one does. I feel like they'd post these long drawn out stories or like pictures with like a speech on it, and mm-hmm. people just go, "Yeah, he retired." <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't not really say anything. Like people are just like, oh, yep, that's a retirement speech. All right, cool. He's he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, happy retirement, Tom. I guess he was just looking at Miami schools because I guess that's where he wants to retire. He's gonna be a Miami man now. I mean, it's not not a terrible idea. That's where most people go to retire. So maybe yeah. he'll move into one of those swinger neighborhoods. I mean, he's not married anymore, <laughs> so maybe he just crash some parties. You know, look for those pineapples. Uh, look for those pineapples. Yeah. That's going to be Tommy for the rest of his life. Imagine imagine uh, Tom Brady crashing your swinger party. Holy cow. Tom Swinger Brady. Wow, that would be something special. That'd be that'd be awesome. 
Um, um, yeah, so where, where yeah. were we with football? <laughs> <laughs> so 49ers, Eagles was a disappointment, as I, I kind of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bengals, Chiefs, a little bit more of an exciting game, but not a ton. Um, I think for a Bills fan, it was slightly frustrating because of, of how easy the Chiefs got to Joe Burrow. Yeah. Like and, when they sacked him like four times in their first like three the fir- drives the, or something. Yeah, it was something ridiculous. I'm like, they're tearing him apart. The Bills couldn't do that at all. Yeah. Not to mention but, they're playing press man coverage the entire game. Right. Instead of playing like 10 yards off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it was just very interesting to see how the Chiefs um, played against the Bengals differently. Uh, I'm kind of glad the Chiefs won. Um, karma is uh, it's not nice when you uh, get a big ego and a big head on you're a tiny body and can't support it. So Eli Apple has gone completely radio silent <laughs> on social media. He hasn't posted. Yeah. Any, he retweeted something three days ago. But uh-huh. Outside of that retweet, he has said nothing since the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Yeah. Talk a big game and then you lose and then you disappear. Little bitch. Mm-hmm. Little bitch man. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, I mean it was a uh, it was definitely down to the wire. Um, you know, with Bucker kicking the field goal, and I feel like the slight inexperience of the Bengals showed up in that final drive for the Chiefs when Osai pushes Joe Burrow down out out of bounds. Yeah, and and then and then gets hurt, like. A veteran player on defense would know to okay, let up, make sure he goes out of bounds, but don't do anything, you know. To and like, the I team. think it was Eli. It was like right in front of Patrick too. Yeah. So like he he like had his blinders on and didn't even like obviously he's gonna go out of bounds because Eli's right in front of him. I don't have to do right. anything. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's like Osai was having a good game too. That's the thing. Like his final yeah. stats were like. Three solo tackles, five total, like a tackle for loss, like a couple of quarterback hits. Like he was having a good day, mm-hmm. and then just like all that's washed away because right. you made a bad play at the end there. It's very unfortunate. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, I don't know. There was, there was football was had, and uh, <laughs> I watched most of it, but. I I watched all of it, but I wasn't proud yeah. that I watched all of it. It was I like I just can't I can't shake that feeling. It was just so weird that like we yeah. watched two championship games and I was just like I just didn't care. Like I was just it was such a weird feeling. Right. And it's like all right, there's our Super Bowl matchup. Cool beans, yeah. I guess. Like it's so weird. Um, right. Just to recap, uh Durf did have the Bengals versus the Niners in the Super Bowl. And I had the Chiefs and Eagles completely flip flopped, and look who came out. I just on top. Pe- I I just picked the loser. That's all. That's all. That's it. You know, <laughs> one of us went one hundred percent, and the other one went zero percent. You know, it's yeah. No, it evens out to fifty uh, percent there. So, kind of looks <laughs> yeah. like my high school grades. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we have obviously our every year gap. 
um, between, mm-hmm. you know, the Super Bowl. We have to deal with, like, shit like the Pro Bowl, which we will get to in a second before we get to football that's happening next week and the following week. Uh, we just mm-hmm. want to quickly get to a little bit of the meat here of the Seahawks and the Bills. You know, once your season ends, the rumors start swirling. People start talking about, like, what the plans are for the offseason. You don't get any solid plans, obviously. They're just getting, you know, press conferences and stuff like right. that. But, you know, we just kind of want to see what we're hearing or, you know, what we kind of think the plan should be moving forward, some targets, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Durf is a big mock draft guy, so we will get to that when the time comes. <laughs> I yep, hate mock time. drafts. Like, we could not be <laughs> two different people when it comes to, like, the draft. I just right. show up on draft day and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Durf is just like, I'm going to run 16 mock drafts and see uh, and compare everybody else's mock drafts to my mock draft and come up with the most popular player for each team and then do my own research about who the holy fuck, who's got the time for this? Uh, I you mean, might I not probably, have the time this year. I might not have time for that this year. We will see. Yeah, but, yeah that's going to that's gonna be a toughie right there. We'll see what happens. I'll just make uh, my own and say, yep, I uh, this is it. This, just just run one real quick. Yep, that's it. No comparisons, no nothing. Just like there it is. Do with it what you will. I think that's what Mel Kuyper does anyway, so he'll be fine. As long as you get like more than two right, you're better than him. There you go. And you do it for free. Uh, it sucks. Right. Um. So, yeah, we got the Bills and Seahawks. Just kind of our general feeling about what we should be doing this offseason. Um, the Seahawks have a pretty rebuildy looking offseason plan. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of mystery here. The only mystery is what's going to happen with Geno. Everyone wants to know if they're going to re-sign Geno long-term, short-term, franchise tag, or if they're going to let him walk. No one knows. Um, and I think people have their opinions, but the Seahawks do it. Generally, the organization does a good job of like not n- telling anyone what their plan is. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Seahawks just have like a bunch of cap space. I think they're like a top-five team in cap space this coming offseason. Like they have a shit ton of money that they can work with. Um, and they have a lot of free agents like dead meat that they can drop off that they can replace. You know, like LJ Collier, he's been on this team for like four years, and I think he's played three snaps. The dude sucks. Get him out of here. Uh, we got a lot of – we signed a couple of like one-year people like Jonathan Abram. We don't need him. Tanner Muse, he's a good special team guy. We don't need him. They can make a decision on Cody Barton. His rookie deal is up. You may even give him his fifth-year deal. But there's a lot of places. Uh, Travis Homer, another running, running back that like – gets hurt immediately every season. They can make their decision with Rashad Penny. His uh, contract is also up. They have a lot of decisions to make on some of these mm-hmm. guys, but it's a lot of decisions where you could free up a lot of cap space, and, com- and this is how you rebuild a team. This is when it happens. A lot of cap space, and you get rid of the the, the dead meat uh, cap space with players you just don't need or they're injury prone. Uh, so I say we take that money and – I think a lot of this leads to what you do with Geno, which for me personally is a 50-50 coin flip. If you can get him for like the quarterback franchise value of like 32 to 34 million a season, okay, we'll make it work, I guess. I'm not a huge fan, but like, because that'll be just like a little under half of what we have for cap space this year if we do 32-34. But if he's going to be like, if he's in those negotiations saying, I want 40, no, I'm not. I'm not about that. I mean, I mean, I know he had a great season, but 
we can't handicap our rebuild in our future by signing a 33 year old Geno Smith again to 40 million a year. Right. That's tough. Uh, so I'd rather see that money goes towards these things specifically. Uh, one, a veteran wide receiver three. And I think your biggest boomer bust potential here mm-hmm. is Michael Thomas. Yeah. Like if, if you can manage, you get him out of new Orleans which obviously he does not like being there. Mm-hmm. He is like, he's always hurt, whether he's pretending to be hurt, whatever the situation is, he's not playing. <laughs> get him out of there. Get him in some fresh scenery. You know, Pete Carroll does great with all these veteran wide receivers that come in. Like, they just love him. I say go and get Michael Thomas. And maybe you can even get him for cheap because he doesn't play anymore. And I think he will be a great yak slot wide receiver because the Seahawks do not have that. Um so I think that's a great target personally, but overall the we just need a solid wide receiver three. Um, we need to fix the offensive line and the interior part of it mostly. They can bring back Ethan Posick. I feel like he was an okay center. If I think we target a center in the draft, obviously, but we need to get rid of Blythe. He's also a free agent, so we'll lose Blythe. That's fine. He was like one of the worst centers in the league this season uh, by PFF. We can just bring back Posick. Just bring him back so you have a solid veteran piece right there, and he already knows the system. He's ready to go. I think that would be a great option as long as, you know, Cleveland doesn't resign him. And then um, also guards. Bring them all in. Bring in every free agent guard that wants to come. I don't I don't give a shit who they are. Just br- We need competition and depth at the guard position because, holy shit, our guards suck. And that's why run game struggles <laughs> – that's why Gino gets sacked when we play good defenses. It all comes mm-hmm. from the interior because, God, they all sucked. Um, mm-hmm. So I say bring it. And then the same, that, that kind of goes hand-in-hand with linebackers. If you are going to give Cody Barton his fifth-year option, it's going to be a prove-it year for him, and you need to give him competition. That means bring in veteran linebackers. Uh, so you can do that. And then, obviously, pass rush. Pass rush improved down the stretch for Seattle, but – uh, they need they need more. They need more boom. So if you want to bring in another one, there's a couple of good names out there. Like you got uh, Van Noy is one option. You got Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram. Mm-hmm. There's ed, there's Ed Rusher options out there, and you can pair them nicely with Uchenna Nuosu, who had a fantastic season um, coming in as a free agent last year. So I, I trust Pete and John to find the right edge rusher because they found Uchenna. So... I think they can – I'll let them pick who. And whoever they pick, I'll be fine with it because I, it'll probably be a good choice. I trust them. They had they brought in Clowney, who played well. Then they bring uh, they got Frank Clark in, and then they bring in, you know, Uchenna. They just know they, – they're good with edge rushers. They generally can draft and bring in free agents well at that position. But, like, only one. We can't have like three, like two or three good ones at once. We can only have one at a time. So maybe right. <laughs> that, that's the part that sucks. Um, so that's kind of like my game plan for him. And then when it comes mm-hmm. to the draft, like I think the entire draft needs to go into the trenches, like offensive and defensive line, and then maybe a linebacker. And then if you want, like in the seventh round, you want to go and see if you can find like, yeah. a diamond in the rough wide receiver. F- fuck, go for it. I don't care. But, like, the meat of your draft needs to be guard, center, interior, defensive line. That needs to be the focus. If you spend your first five draft picks on just that, 
mission mm-hmm. accomplished. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of my roadmap. You know, I, I feel like it's pretty straightforward for the Seahawks. You have a bunch of money, a bunch of draft picks. Go do it. Uh, expectations are so nice. low, in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> like we made the playoffs, but mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, expectations are still low during any form of a rebuild, which the Seahawks are still in. So whatever they decide to do, still a rebuild. Just got to always keep that in mind. But that's what makes things fun. That's a fun off season right. or rebuilds because you bring in all these fun new faces. You got mm-hmm. a bunch of cap space, so you can bring in like a big, fun wide receiver, like a cool, like a cool pass rusher, like someone with a big name with big potential. They get to do. They get to have an off season like that, and it's very exciting. So I'm excited. Um, but the Bills are in a little bit different situation. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think the big thing in the next about uh, six weeks. Um, ironically, six weeks, um, is the Bills have to make some room to get under the cap. Uh, even though the salary cap number for 2023 uh, went up, I think, 8% from last year. So we're at $224.8 million um, for the season, and the Bills are currently sitting right around 247 so that's, that's not big. good. Yeah, they, Brandon Bean's got his hands tied a little bit here to uh, to make the other things happen. So it, it's going to be a lot of roster moves, I think, in the next uh, couple weeks, especially, especially at the Super Bowl um, with the whole franchise tag thing going on uh, end of February, beginning of March. Um, because technically all, all teams have to be under the cap uh, by the league new year. So... It's going to be interesting. Um, there are a couple things I think the Bills need to look at for player, play, for player personnel here uh, on the defense, especially before they start cutting too many guys um, to make up some cap, uh, to make to make up some cap space. Um, and the big thing that's been kind of going on rumor wise is. Uh, do the Bills franchise tag Tremaine Edmonds, which would be $21 million, or do they franchise tag Jordan Poyer, uh, for, which would be called, which would cost them $14 million. All in all, I think they tag, they tag Edmonds and pay Poyer uh, to try and keep both on the team for now. Yeah, I was going to say, you really think they do that? That, that's, that, this is my... This is what I'm thinking if they can create enough cap space in order to do it. If they can't create cap space, then I think Poirier stays and Edmund goes. I would agree with that. I think I think you gotta go one more year with Micah Hyde and Trent and Jordan Poyer in the in the safety spots. Pray they stay and, healthy. Yep. <laughs> and hope that there's someone they can either Christian Benford, not Christian Benford, um, uh, Terrell Bernard, who the Bills drafted, who didn't play half the year, uh, can take that next step, being a third-round draft pick, and kind of start to fill in that Termina Edmonds spot um, because, obviously, Matt Milano needs somebody next to him to uh, cover the other third of the field because Matt Milano is covering two-thirds. 
Fair. Um, <laughs> like, is it so, is it wrong of me to say like I don't want to offend anybody? Mm-hmm. Tremaine Edmonds is replaceable, and he is not a twenty one million dollar linebacker. No, I think he right, and I think he's absolutely replaceable. I think he's absolutely replaceable. He plays well. He plays well enough that he's going to demand a high contract from his agent, and the Bills are going to be like, mm, it was nice knowing you. Yeah. Good luck in your future endeavors. I would agree. So, so that's why so, I, I feel like if they tagged Edmonds, that would be a huge mistake. Right. Like, if anything, if you think you can negotiate something with Edmonds and you, like, tag Poyer... 14 is a little bit of a nicer name n- I mean, number yeah. for his, like what he can do. But like 21 for Edmonds is like, I don't, I don't want to pay that. I, it's, <laughs> I wouldn't be happy doing that personally. Right. Um, I forget how the tag money sticks to the salary cap. I feel like there's like there's some I feel like there's some kind of workaround or something, but um, obviously Brandon Bean's going to be, you know, reno- renegotiating a lot of contracts. You know, and you see a lot of, you know, um, like bonuses just to try to take a lot of money off the board mm-hmm. so they can create some uh, cap space. Because on top of what the salary cap is right now, they need an additional. So even if they get to the salary cap, they still need another eight, just under eight million for the draft class. So they've got, so they, they really, they got to clean up like $30 million in, in dead money right now. So they got, they're going to have a lot of, they're going to have a lot, a lot of roster bonuses. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Josh Allen will guess. do his part. Oh, I'm sure. Like, that's a guarantee. I mean, Singletary will be gone. I don't yeah. know if Diggs will take the pay cut. I don't know. He seems like, Wide receivers are weird like that. <laughs> right. I think if he did, he'd probably be one of the first ones to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like um, Dawson Knox just got a pay increase. Like maybe he would do something for yeah. the team. I don't know. I will. I mean, it did, I guess it would depend on what the breakdown of the contract is for right. next year because more than likely a lot of these contracts are like team-friendly early on and then become team-unfriendly later. And then that's where you're kind of like, okay, and we're done with you. Yeah. We can avoid this contract now. Um, so, yeah. So, Edmonds and Poirier are going to be big, you know, early in the next month or so. Uh, early decisions so what they what they're going to be able to do. But it sounds like there's, they're, from what we, from the rumors I heard early, like a couple weeks ago, like, you know, as we're approaching the playoffs and into the playoffs, like there's more chance, I think, of a deal getting done with Jordan Poirier than there is Tremaine Edmonds. And that would make sense to me. That's so. Um, so besides having to figure out those two players, um, this is kind of what we're, I've been hearing what I think should happen in this off season uh, is that the bill should be targeting quality Alignment, not just whatever's on the board, and you know, in the open market, uh, on both sides of the ball, minimally, and I think minimally in free free agency, being very selective in free agency, but then drafting heavy-ish um, in that same area. So I think tackles. I think the Bills are okay. 
I would be looking at guard and center on the offense. I think can use some help. Uh, who knows how much longer Mitch Morse is going to be there. So I would like to have a good, you know, center to be able to replace him. Um, but then D tackle, like same similar to Seahawks. Uh, they, I think they just need it's a lot like of help. It's the one there. place where the Bills and Seahawks like are the same. Like they need some interior right. help. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just like the Seahawks had some run game, and Kenneth Walker really, I think, helped make it look like they had a good run game. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Bills just they knew they couldn't run the ball as well, so they're like, "Yeah, we're just gonna throw it fifty times and see what happens." If Kenneth Walker had the Eagles' offensive line, he would have rushed for 2,000 yards this season. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, did you, you see some of those plays of them, like, pancaking the 49ers' defensive line? Uh-huh. Like, it yeah. was, like, their second-year guard, like, pancaked Joey Bosa. <laughs> yeah. Joey Bosa. Like, they just, they yeah. built, like, an amazing offensive line in Philadelphia. Like I'm so and jealous. Like, I just, like, I want goal, that so bad. Yeah. And like goal line and like short to go for the first down plays. Like those linemen are on all fours mm-hmm. and just like bear crawling yeah, under you the, get the, low and you just yeah. drive. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can't say I really seen that a lot lately, you know, having both hands on the ground for an offensive lineman. So is that Very a sign of maturity? Like when you when you're growing up in your football life, you know when you're a kid, the only players mm-hmm. you really know are like the star players, quarterbacks, wide receivers, stuff like that. Right. Is it a sign of maturity and you're becoming an adult when you're like, Yeah, we need guards. <laughs> we, right. we need a good center. <laughs> like that's how you know yeah. you're like old I mean, now. <laughs> yeah. I think it's uh think it's i think it's well educated in the in the subject matter yeah. i think kind of helps that oh they just need to get another good wide receiver because then he can get the ball to him like knife his fucking ass is on the ground like <laughs> <laughs> that's just not how it works but right yep so both sides of the ball on the, on the line um it's also, I think, still rumored, but rumors have quiet, kind of quieted down a little bit that the Bills are actually still interested in Saquon Barkley. Um, it would be the right style of running back I think the Bills need. Yeah. And it would allow for the Bills to absolutely cut ties with Devin Singletary, not that they're not going to if they don't get a running back like Saquon Barkley. Um, but that could be a scenario where if... They can't get someone like him in free agency. Look forward in the look forward in the draft, like probably day two at the latest. Is my guess. Um, there's just there's not a lot of Saquon Barkley esque running backs in right. free agency. I mean, because you got like the you got your top two options. You got Barkley and Josh Jacobs, but then like the rest of them are all right. like these third down style backs. Yep. Like, until you get to, like, maybe Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. Like, he could be, he's he was, he's just injury prone. Same as Barkley, though. That's what that's what keeps me away right. from these guys. That's why I just feel like, I mean, okay, you got Deonta Foreman for Carolina. He's a free agent. Yeah. I think he might be a solid, big body, up the middle kind of running back that you could probably get for cheap. 
which would wouldn't be terrible because you have the Bills had James Cook, and Naeem Hines is more than likely staying there. Right, like you're which, looking for that guy who can bully his way through anyone. Yep, and without getting into like big money, mm-hmm. I think Deonta Foreman's probably your best bet on this list. At least, and like, he's a Carolina guy. Yeah. Which we all know the Bills just suck everything <laughs> off of the Carolina. Like that's just what they do. Uh, right. I'm just you got Mark Ingram. He's old as shit. You don't want Mark Ingram. No, I don't think uh, that he's old. Just going uh Dearness Johnson from Cleveland, maybe a sleeper free agent this offseason. That could be. I mean, he had a decent couple of games, yeah. yeah. Uh Boston Scott for Philly. That's a good one. If you play the Giants, you're gonna want him. Uh, yeah, Rex Burkhead, free agent. Interesting. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, yeah, and then that's yeah, that's all really interesting <laughs> at that point. So you know, there there's options out there. I, I think Deonta Foreman would be a solid, yeah, a solid look at for the Bills. Like you let go Singletary, James Cooks, your one, your right running back one. Yep. Uh, Hines is like your third down guy, and you bring in Foreman for the big body, and then you go yep. out and obviously you probably need to draft somebody. Right. Just in case. Yes. Yep. That's kind of where no, my head's at. That'd be a good strategy, I think. I think that's what they what they should do, but I think they're I don't think the stars aligned to get Saquon Barkley because I think he's gonna ask for a ton of money. Do you want him? And it would be like money aside, like let's let's say the Bills had all the cap space in the world. Like and they like without a doubt. They could he sign stayed Barkley. pretty healthy this year, though. Like this is his first year in his whole career, besides his rookie year. Like he was his rookie year, and then like injury, 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 and then this year. Right. Like, but he is. I don't know. Is that just like? It, is that a facade? Just like to get probably you know, like to get a good deal, and then like I mean, he I signs his so. big money deal, and then he's not healthy again. Like I'd be so <laughs> scared. That's why you don't do this with the running backs, because I know everyone right. wants to. Everyone fucking wants Josh Jacobs. Everybody wants a Barkley. Right. But you're getting him in, what, his sixth year? After he's... Yeah. After everything he's been through? Oh, God. That scares me so much. And, like, the amount of money you would drop on him? God. I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't I mean, do it. I mean, yeah, that, that would be the problem, how much money the Bills are going to drop on him. And you know you're getting Deonta Foreman for, like, $5 million, If Oh, yeah, for sure. Probably about five. It, trust me, if the deal's not right, I don't think Brandon Bean was will will pull the trigger on that one. Like they didn't push the OBJ situation after his, that whole thing. So <laughs> true. There's always that. Trust um, in Bean, he'll do you right. Speaking of OBJ, but not OBJ, um, I think the Bills need to target a couple of wide receivers in the free agency. Uh, there's talks of maybe Cole Beasley coming back. I think it's a good move. I think he's looking for another year to try to round out his career and just have another good, successful season. Um, I don't know. I think he's he can keep McKenzie off this out of the starlight or spotlight on the field, and I think Beasley helps Shakir get more reps. So it's kind of like a, like a pat. I, I don't know. I see it as like passing the torch kind of year. Like, okay, I'm gonna mm-hmm. help you get here, but then I'm gonna take a step back, and you're gonna flourish and 
here we go. Um, hey, Jay Kumaro was a free agent. I think that's someone you guys got to look at re-signing. Um, n- nah, I'm, I'm good. Nah. Isaiah McKenzie's not a free agent. Interesting. He is not. Okay, so you got to deal with him unless you trade him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the cap hit would be for releasing him. Um, but I think it's a sensible approach in free agency for receiver, but I think another higher focus area that you know, the Bills need to address in the draft. So the Bills are looking at, you know, if you see like a, a draft needs kind of article come out, whatever, the Bills should, it should say offensive, offensive line, defensive line, running back, and wide receiver. That's pretty much what they need. So it's fair. But yeah, I mean, other than that, what's your opinions on? We don't know asking prices yet. But what's right. your thoughts on DeAndre Hopkins? We all um, know he had a down year. He, he started the year, year on the suspension list. Like Arizona in general was just yep. in shambles this season. We all know what DeAndre Hopkins has the ability to do. Yep. But depending on the asking price, is mm-hmm. it something that you think – that they should be looking at because they said he's up for he's up he's they're getting rid of him. they're rebuilt they're blowing the whole thing up in arizona <laughs> so what do you think uh, about that um i think it's awesome that the arizona cardinals are blowing everything up with kyler murray's giant contract it's contract they just gave him um that's it's just fantastic um but for DeAndre Hopkins to maybe come to Buffalo, uh, I think it's really going to be the right price for Brandon Bean in order to consider it. Um, it would, I think, it'd be really interesting to see Hopkins across from Diggs. Yeah, being That'd like, be who, who do you cover then? Like, that makes Gabe Davis the third string receiver, and like, where do you put him? Like, what if you can offload Gabe though? <laughs> Like offload Gabe in that, okay like make that. that part of the trade because then you can have Shakir and Beasley in the slot. That's actually not a bad idea. Trade Gabe Davis to a, a rebuilding team. Get DeAndre Hopkins to give you a loaded roster at receiver, which he should be okay to play You'd in like this kind play. of offense. Um, and then kind of like. It's like a minimal approach of kind of putting all the chips on the table, but not putting all the chips on the table. Like, can you give them Gabe and then like this year's second and like a fourth next year? You said this year's second and a yeah, fourth? Yeah, this year's second, next year's fourth, and then Gabe. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, not terrible. It's a little rough around the edges. Like, giving up a second kind of I sucks. I feel like the Bills need to get... A draft pick back though. So maybe like you're looking for one this year, like, like a sick, like, like a late pick this year, like a late 2024. Like give me D Hop and a fifth round pick, and I will, and the Bills will give them a second, a sixth, and Gabe Davis. Okay, like a sixth this year, so not even like a next year pick. A yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah, if you're giving up two draft picks for this year, then yeah, I would ask for a draft pick back. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. All right. I just thought I'd lay that on you because I think, yeah, Diggs and Hopkins, Christ. 
And then you got you got Shakir and Beasley, and then you got Dawson Knox. Obviously, holy yeah. hell! Like that would just that would be disgusting. I mean, there's no reason why the Bills can't have two big names at the wide receiver position. Yeah. Like, yes, playoff Gabe Davis is great. Regular season Gabe Davis is not. Dog, dog water. But like, it's Diggs and Davis. There's other teams that have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, Chris Evans and or Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, you have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Like those are all bigger names. Those are mm-hmm. all productive names. Like, why can't the Bills have that? <laughs> why can't we have something nice for once? <laughs> <laughs> I just want a shiny trophy. Like it's time for like I th- I don't think anyone is anymore but uh it's yeah it's time to stop pretending like Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis is like some deadly duo. It's just not. Right. Like I think Gabe yep. Davis ended the season with like a 52% catch rate. That's mm-hmm. that's just no. Not good. Absolutely not. Uh, I like where Shakir's going. They really showcased him down the stretch this season, so I yep. love that. And then having Beasley back, he obviously showed he still has some spunk. I think yep. those four guys heading into next season would just be Ruthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, I think that's it for uh, free agency offseason stuff right now. Yeah. All right. Plus, they still got Jamison Crowder. He's technically a free agent, so I mean, it's at least something to think about. I mean, if you want to bring him right. back. I mean, we were, yeah, they really didn't get to see him very much. But yeah, it's unfortunate. I be, think he could have made be, a big difference. It could be maybe it's like a, a vet minimum, like you owe us kind of thing. Right. Yeah. You, you're going to take like $2.1 million this year and just shut the hell up and do what we say. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So kind of similar outlooks for the offseason. I mean, yeah. Offensive and defensive lines on the interior and then, you know, yep. add a weapon or two and, you know. Yeah. So it's not entirely different. It's just like. The approach is different. That's where, like, right. the Bills have to be more careful because of their cap space situation, and, yep. like, they're, like, fighting for a Super Bowl. And then, like, the Seahawks are kind of right. just like, fuck it, we got $70 million. Like, <laughs> $70 million and no expectations. Like, let's just do it. <laughs> like, that's that's where they're at. Mm. I love it. I love the freedom of that. It's just it's so mm. much more relaxing and fun. And then, like, Bills fans are over here. God, just sweating like, oh my god, what's the next move gonna be? You know, we gotta make the right decision. Like, oh my god, what's uh, I'm gonna be on like lack of sleep when they're doing all these moves. I'm not gonna know what what half of is going on. You're gonna be in shambles. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so we can talk about the Super Bowl next week because we'll have a whole week to talk about the Super Bowl. But this weekend we have <sighs> we have the thing that they like to call the thing. That they like the they changed the name of it and they added the word games to it now and to make it more fun, to make it more appealing, but it's really not. I, like, I have never been so in favor of just not having the Pro Bowl anymore. Right. Like just, just give them the accolade if you want, or just stick with the All Pro stuff. Right. And then just call it a day. Like, can we just like, not do this it, anymore? Like, do you not make it a game and make it like a skills competition? Well, they they do that still, which right. which I but guess like, I'm fine with the skill stuff. Like that, that's fun for people. I I don't know. Yeah. Like whatever, you can go do that and have some fun. But like they turned the the game into flag football, like the actual game. 
Right. They let, like everyone said it was a it was just a, it was a joke before. Oh, they don't even tackle. Might as well just be flag football. They literally went and made it flag football. <laughs> we were joking. You don't actually do right. that. Yeah. You're making a, a mockery of the sport by doing that. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Josh Allen hates it too. Oh my God, Josh Allen cannot because... hate this more. He 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 declined to play in the Pro Bowl, which allowed uh, Snoop Huntley to be moved up to the Pro Bowl because Josh Allen's playing in the Pebble Beach Pro Am. I saw uh, Snoop Huntley's stats, but I want to pull it up again just to make sure <laughs> that I got them right. Because holy fuck, <laughs> this <laughs> this man is a Pro Bowler this year. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see here. Uh, th- this is the 2022 season stats for Tyler Huntley, who is a pro pro bowler. This man was decided to be one of the better quarterbacks in the AFC. All right. <laughs> 75 passing attempts, 112 completions for 67%, 658 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. That's a pro bowler right there. That's a pro bowler. <laughs> when I saw this, when the, like, uh-huh. like I would, I, I have always been like, not a fan of the pro bowl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much forever. Like I've always thought the skill stuff was kind of fun. Dodgeball, throwing balls, whatever the hell it, it's fun. That's fine. I'm probably not going right. to watch it, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. When I saw that he was named to the pro bowl and saw his stats, that's when I officially knew that this is just a joke. Like this is officially like right. they're like they're just pretending like this is a professional thing mm-hmm. now. Two touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah. He's in the Pro Bowl. It's a joke. It's an unmitigated joke. So let's mm-hmm. just call it what it is. Might as well just invite everyone down. Let's just invite the whole NFL. Who you want it? You want right. to come? Come on down. Let's just have some fun. Who gives a shit at this point? They should have. They should have nominated Skylar Thompson. Yeah, that I mean, at least he like played in the playoff game. You know, he right. He played well. I I think Skylar Thompson in like two games has better stats than uh, Huntley had in Huntley. six games played. I think yeah. Skylar Thompson beat him in stats in two. <laughs> All right, so this is just this is just a disaster, absolute disaster. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Josh Allen's not going. He has better things to do, eh? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to call in sick to work and go golfing at one of the best golf courses <laughs> in the country? I mean, I mean, this is the actual pro am. So, did they did they do matchups yet? Who's he playing with? I don't did... know who he's playing with. I know he was playing. He played around today. Um, I saw he played the iconic hole number seven, and uh, he he birdied it. Ooh. He so he's like good ball. at golf too. He's like he put oh he's decent yeah he put the ball just short of the pin on the green, and then put it in on one putt. So um, I don't know who he's pairing up with. I forget who it was last year. Um, I think it was Kevin Bill Murray. Or Ooh. oh no maybe not Bill Murray and Josh Allen headline celebrities. Oh okay never mind hold on. Oh okay. Uh, those are all the pros competing. Oh, this doesn't have it. I'm, I'm going to take too long to look. I'm not even going to bother. That'll take right. too long, but I'd like to. But, yeah. So, uh, 
yeah, he's going to have fun there this weekend. Um, I think one thing that is going to be, I think it could make it fun, more and more fun, if people are watching, is it's Manning versus Manning. Yeah, they're kind of entertaining. They're like an entertaining yeah. duo, I guess. Right. Are they doing like draft style rosters again? Like they draft their players? Are they doing that? I don't know. I think they're just doing AFC and NFC. Okay. Because like I, I, I thought it was. I didn't hate the draft style. Like just kind of like pick from anyone. Right. Like, I, I wasn't a hater of that because at least it yep. spiced things up. Like you get like random people playing with people, and it's like it could you know kind of be entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. but I think, yeah, I think Manning and Manning, that'll be it. That'll be fun. I mean, in all yeah. honesty, like I say that I hate the pro bowl, but every year I end up just turning it on. Even if it's only <laughs> for like 30 minutes, I will right. turn it on at some point mm-hmm. just so I can like kind of get a general opinion of what I'm looking at. <laughs> so I know right. what to talk about, but, uh, my overall feelings are, this is just, <laughs> God. it's going to be horrible. Like you, you, like you, you, every single year you always see that Sean Taylor hit on the punter who fakes the punt and he just like murders him. Oh yeah, Brian Mormon. Yeah, and he just murders him. Like if they did that today in the Pro Bowl, you'd be arrested. (laughs) Like that would be attempted murder. Yeah. Like even back then they didn't like it, but it's just like I guess that's football. You do that today, you'd probably be fine. You'd be suspended. Like not Mm -hmm. even joking, they would probably suspend you. (laughs) Like we're not doing that in the Pro Bowl. Learn your lesson. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you, so, are you planning on watching? I mean, like, what? Like, I might have it on TV. Yeah. But like, am I fully paying attention to it? Probably not. Plus, isn't is it in Hawaii still? No, it's in uh, Las Vegas. Oh, they're moving. Okay, it's in. It Vegas hasn't now. been in Hawaii. I feel like in a couple, a few years. Tells you as much that, that just tells you how much I understand what's going on with the Pro Bowl. I thought it was been in Hawaii like this whole time. No. I think it needs to go back to being after the Super Bowl and go back to Hawaii. Yeah, but I, I, they're trying to fill the gap. I, I I get that. Yeah, but like I I get I would guess it would be. I feel like it'd be more fun if it was at after the Super Bowl. Like it's kind of like a season-ending party, you know. Right. It's just kind of like we have the Pro Bowl, and then like you completely forget about anything that happened Pro Bowl related because we're moving mm-hmm. on to the Super Bowl. Which maybe they yep. like it like that. Maybe they do that on maybe, purpose. Maybe yeah. they're like, okay, we know this is a dog shit product, so let's just like smush it in here, and then everyone will forget about it. What if we had an All Star break instead? Like in the middle of the season. Middle of the season. Whoa. Like, could you imagine how, like, the people that would make the all-star team in, like, the early part of the season might not be the best players at the end of the season? Yeah. Man, that would, that makes me nervous. <laughs> I, well. Like, what, like, because they're in the middle of the season. I know, like, I know, like, basketball, baseball, they all take the same risk. But, like, in football, like, right. you're going to go play a contact football game in the middle of the season that has no bearing on the rest of the season. Oof. Right? I don't know. I'm on the fence. I like the idea more than the Pro Bowl. Right. And, like, maybe the, like, oh, 
we're going to get off topic. This is going to be like a whole nother like segment. <laughs> but like, what if you do that? What if you do that? Uh uh-huh. And then, you know, I don't know if I was talking about it with you or Matt, somebody, I was talking to somebody about this. It was Matt about like, instead of ho- like a random city hosting the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. it's like one of the teams actually hosts the Super Bowl. The team that gets to host it, that conference won the all-star game in the middle of the season. So, like, if the oh. NFC All-Star team won, the NFC team hosts the Super Bowl. Because now it has to meaning. Pick, to pick the home or away team. Yeah. Right. I like it. I think I think that 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 might be something. I think that's something. I kind of want to ask the community about that. Like, that'd be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, just randomly thought about that. This is the <laughs> the conversation I was having with Matt. We were talking mm. about like not doing neutral sites anymore. Well, right. like how do you decide who gets it? I think that would be that would give the game meaning, but having mm. in the middle of the season, that's a tough sell. It's like for the players, yeah. that's a tough sell, right? I mean, I know they want to add a couple more weeks to this the season, so like. You could see, like the the break in the middle being as like a a good option, mm-hmm. but I think you'd have to add a couple more weeks to the regular season to make it work. Yeah, like well, if you get rid of the preseason entirely, that frees up three weeks, so you mm-hmm. can like everyone gets their first buy, and then you have the All Star break, and then your second buy. There's your three weeks. Yeah. Well, either that or you do you still only do one bye week, but everyone gets that all star week it's off. All star break, yeah. So you know it could be either you go the first half of the season all star break and then have another bye week in the second half, mm-hmm. or you you know have that bye in the first half of the season, have the all star and then have to go the long stretch. Yeah. You know. It's interesting ideas. Yeah. It's very interesting ideas. I'm, I still think it's a tough sell to have like an extra game that has almost no bearing on most of the teams in the NFL. Right. But I think it's interesting. I think it's a fun idea. Mm-hmm. I definitely think yeah. it's more fun than the Pro Bowl. This all comes back to just the Pro Bowl being a meaningless, meaningless bullshit game. <laughs> you can't even call it a game anymore. It's just like an activities fair for NFL right. players. Yep. It, it it changes that and gives it meaning at that point. So yeah. Um and then we will explore the Super Bowl next week. Mm-hmm. Find something to talk about Seahawks or Bills related. We'll figure it out. But uh yep. mainly focusing on our Eagles and Chiefs matchup. Yeah, buddy. That's that'll be the season. The NFL will yeah. be over after that week. So um happy retirement to Tom. We'll see you next season when you're in somebody's training camp because you can't fool us. And this has been another episode of Fans of the Weiss. Uh, we have been your hosts. And Durf. And Dylan. Go Hawks. Go Bills.